Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Fitbucks' Guide on Disability Insurance. Specifically, we're going to be talking about long-term disability insurance um, and how the different terms can affect the cost and how you can put it into your financial plan the appropriate way. Okay, um, To get started, um, what is long-term disability insurance? Basically, after a, pro, a certain amount of time period, if you become disabled, it pays out. Right? There's going to be some key terms in here that you need to know about elimination periods, um, about benefit periods and whatnot that affect the cost of insurance. Um, I'm going to get to those in a minute, but that's basically what long-term disability insurance is. The reason why that's important, I've talked to a lot of people that have said something like, oh, well, I have disability, and one of two things ha- is happening. They have it through their employer, and they have short-term disability. Okay. Um, personally, I don't think that you really need short-term disability um, simply because you should have an emergency fund. That is your short-term disability, you're self-insured, okay? Now, if your employer offers it, it's so cheap through an employer, you might as well get it. It's literally like less than a dollar a month, like might as well get it, okay? Long-term disability is key, and I recommend to everybody, yes, you should get it. The reason why you don't hear about it that often is because you can only be insured for a certain amount. Okay, and so in the industry, in the financial services industry, we look at a percentage of your income. Okay, so your gross income. So like if you make $10,000 a month, you would want to replace that. And typically you want to replace 50 to 70% of your income. Okay, at Fitbucks, we say you want to replace 70%. And I'm going to show you in this video how to minimize the cost of that. Okay, however, Back to the point I was making about why like insurance agents don't talk about this that often is because a lot of people will get some insurance through their uh, employer. Sometimes it's not even enough insurance. It might be like 40 or 50% of coverage that they need. But as an agent, you can't go above a certain threshold of income because of regulatory reasons. And so a lot of times the policies might be so small that they don't think it's worth their time. So they just don't bring it up. But they will talk to you about like life insurance and stuff all day long because uh, it's easy and they can get paid, all that type of stuff. And so that's why you don't hear about long-term disability insurance that much, but it's extremely important. Okay, now, how do you actually go about getting it? Like I said, it's through an employer or a private insurance company that will underwrite you and get it to you. What are some of the key things you need to know when you're filling out an application? Like if you're going through, for example, Policy Genius. And they're asking you stuff and you're saying, hey, what influences the cost of this and how should I structure this? These are the things that you need to know. And by the way, if you need help with this, just schedule a call with your Fitbus coach. We'd be more than happy to walk you through all this to make sure you're not over-insuring and you're also not overpaying for something that you don't need. Okay. There's going to be four main things that we're going to talk about that affect the cost of long-term disability insurance. The first one is the coverage amount. 
okay? The coverage amount is what I described to you earlier, okay? So let's just say you make $10,000 a month in income. The coverage amount is what are you replacing out of that? So like if you're replacing $7,000 out of that versus $3,000, the $7,000 policy that you would get per month and become disabled, that's gonna be more expensive because obviously getting $7,000 that insurance company is paying you that is less than $3,000. So the $3,000 a month policy would be cheaper, okay? So that's number one. Now the second one we're gonna talk about is a major one because this is where I see people get a lot of stuff wrong. Actually the next three um, terms, because a lot of times people say, well, I have disability insurance through their employer and they don't even know what they have. And when they dig into it, these three things, on occupation versus any occupation, the elimination period and the benefit period, they're like, oh, I didn't know any of that stuff. And it's not a policy that they would actually want. So we're going to dive into those three things because they affect your policy and the cost of it tremendously. Okay. First of all, own occupation versus any occupation and the effect on cost. This is, it's counterintuitive a lot of times. So I'm going to slow down on this and make sure you guys really understand this. Okay. Own occupation coverage means if you become disabled and you can't do your job anymore, your specific job, then it pays out, okay? Any occupation is where you can't do any job at all, and it would pay out. And a lot of people would be like, oh, well, any, any occupation must be more expensive because that's just counterintuitively why we, how we think. That's how I think. I, like, when I first got into this, I'm like, wait, any occupation is actually cheaper than own occupation that doesn't make sense and the reason why i didn't think it made sense was because people that get own occupation policies oftentimes are very highly educated or they are in a very specialty type of profession so they're like a pt a surgeon whatnot meaning if i become disabled i can't do my occupation anymore like if i'm a surgeon and i use my hands and i cut off my hand i can't be a surgeon anymore that's own occupation so intuitively I thought, well, any occupation must be more expensive than own occupation. That is incorrect, okay? Any occupation is cheaper than own occupation. Why is this the case, okay? Let's just go back to that example I gave you. I'm a surgeon, okay? I get my hand cut off. I can't perform surgeries anymore, but I can still work. Like I can still get a job anywhere basically i could go work at a 7-eleven if i wanted to or a gas station or whatever i could still work okay and so the way these things are priced is all about probability there's actually a, a high probability relative to other options there's a high probability of me not being able to do my specific profession relative to not doing any profession like the 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 overall disability and I can't remember the, the exact stats, but the overall probability of somebody becoming permanently disabled and not being able to do any job whatsoever is like 1%. Okay, it's a little bit higher than that. I'm gonna use this as, as an example. For own occupation, depending on what type of profession it is, the probability is like 4%. It's like four times higher that you won't be able to do your actual job versus any job whatsoever. And I know this is getting, you know, convoluted and, and it's, it's 
you know, it, the way the insurance policies are priced, it, it can get kind of confusing. All I want you to remember for the purposes of, of pricing your contract, but also when I talk to you about how to get disability insurance is own occupation is more expensive and any occupation is cheaper. And when I talk to you about how to put this into your financial plan, what you actually want to do is potentially combine the two of those and have two different policies. Okay. So I'm going to talk about that uh, in a few minutes. The elimination period, what this means is how long do you have to be disabled before the policy starts to pay you every month? So typically we see like 30 days, 90 days, 180 days, 360 days. Um, and there's two things I want you guys to remember on this. First of all, you should try to match how long your emergency fund is. So if you have an emergency fund of six months, you don't really need an elimination period of 30 days because you have an emergency fund to cover you during that time period. So typically we try to match or get as close as we can as matching to the emergency fund and the elimination date. So like if you have a, a six month emergency fund, you should have a six month or 180 day elimination period, okay? And so that way, as your emergency fund goes down, that when it gets to being very low, that's when the disability policy will kick in, okay? Now, there's one thing that you need to know about that though, is that the payments, when you get a, a payment from a disability insurance policy, typically the payment starts 30 days after the policy kicks in. So like if you have a 180 day policy, like elimination period, and that 180 day hits and you're disabled, the first payment won't actually come to you until the 210th day. So you just gotta remember that. And sometimes that's why it's not exactly apples to apples with it. We try to just match as close as we can to how much, how many months you have an emergency fund. Um, but that's the start, that's where we go. It's like, hey, six month emergency fund, 180 day elimination period. When it comes to cost, the longer the elimination period, the cheaper the contract is as well. Okay, your monthly premium. The last term I'm gonna go through before we go into actually, how do you actually put this into a plan, like from a financial planning standpoint, is the benefit period. Meaning how long does this pay you? Like, so if you become disabled, how long are you gonna get payments for? So typically it's like two years, five years, 10 years. A lot of financial experts are like, oh, a lot of disabilities stop after five years, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't do that. I'm not trying to time things. I'm always saying, what can I do to manage my risk? Okay, my overall financial plan. My financial plan goes to retirement age. And so that's one of the options you can choose is coverage through retirement age because at that point you can then go get social security from the government and whatnot. So 65 to 67 years old is what they define as retirement age. I want that for my disability policy. I wanna be covered all the way through to retirement in case something happens because I'm trying to protect myself. So typically at Fitbucks, we say, go get it to 65 or 67. Now, those contracts are more expensive because if they do pay out, <clears throat> they're paying out for a longer time period, right? Um, and so if you can't afford it all the way out <clears throat> to 65 or 67, then go to like 10 years or something like that or five years. So at least you have something, but I recommend trying to get it all the way out. Now, the optimal way of getting insurance, and you can do this through private insurers, you can do this through your employer, you can do it through some combination of both, but I always recommend having two policies, okay? One for your own profession and one for any profession, okay? And I'm gonna go through an example with this so that way you can see how this is done and why I'm saying this, okay? I'll use a physical therapist, for example. Let's just say your gross income is $7,000 um, a month, okay? The first step is to calculate how much you need 
if you become disabled, how much coverage you need paying every month. So let's just say, again, we recommend 70% of your gross income. So in this example, that means like if you became disabled, you would need $4,900 a month coming to you from this insurance policy. And so the first step is to say, okay, well, that's how much I need. If I get in any policy, any disability policy, like the, the, any profession, meaning I can't work anywhere, okay? Let's think about this. If I become disabled, like let's just say I'm making $7,000 a month and I can't do my, my PT job anymore, but I could still work at wherever, okay? I can still get an income. So really the only thing I need to replace is the extra income I get from being a physical therapist. So in that case, what would end up happening is the average uh, job for just no, just a high school diploma, no bachelor's degree or anything, the average is $3,333 a month, okay? So I could say if I'm a PT, I might get $7,000 a month right now, but if I become disabled and I can't do that, at a minimum, I'm gonna probably be able to make $3,333 a month in some type of job. So that's the first number I take, and I say $3,333 uh, $3, a month. If I can't do that job, I need to replace 70% of that. Okay, so 70% of 3,333 is 2,333k. Like I said, that's a lot of numbers and I'll put this stuff like if, if you guys are, are clicking on this, we have a blog up on this too with these numbers that you can see this and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through that again, okay? I make $7,000 a month. And if I wasn't a PT and I just had a high school degree, I could probably make $3,333 a month. So that $3,333 that I would get a month, that's what I need a policy for that says if you become disabled and you can't work at all, that's the amount you need to replace and I need to replace 70% of that. So in my case, that's $2,333 a month. So now if you remember, I said that overall I need $4,900 a month. That delta, so if I take $4,900 minus $2,333, it comes out to $2,567 a month. That's what I would need to replace in an own occupation disability policy. Okay, that's the extra incremental amount that I would get because of me being a PT. So let's just go through a couple scenarios in this. Let's just say I'm a PT. Okay, um, I'm outpatient, I do a lot of manual therapy, whatever it is, I cut off my, my hand. I can't be a PT anymore, but I can still work. So because I have an own occupation policy, I would be getting $2,567 a month in payments, and then I would still have a job, and at a minimum, I could expect to be getting $3,333 a month in salary from that job, okay? So that's scenario number one, and I'm covered in that case. Scenario number two would be something happens where I can't do any occupation whatsoever. Then my own occupation policy would be paying me $2,567 a month, and my any occupation policy would be paying $2,333 a month. So overall, I'm collecting that $4,900 a month, and I'm still good to go.
Okay. The reason why we do that is because it allows you to get the most insurance at the cheapest possible price. Because a lot of people will turn around and be like, well, I need a, I'm a PT, I need an own occupation policy. And they get it for everything that they would need. So in my example, the full $4,900 that they would need every month, that's a really expensive policy. So by breaking it up, I'm able to get some different pricing on there, okay? And be able to afford it. So again, that is disability insurance. That's our guide to how you get disability insurance. If you need help with this, schedule a call with your FitBus coach. Um, and if for whatever reason you're not a member of FitBooks already, go sign up uh, for our membership. Schedule a call with your coach. We can walk you through these calculations. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you.